Whether you in a car, room, office or tone Wearing in the morning, got to talk for all of those Sports talking, we talking sports often I'm thinking Brady deflating and Jeter fuse with Boston Now that Kobe retired, I'm thinking Kobe for office also Except the NBA checks, I'm taking office from Detroit Right to the big leagues, the big Go ahead and let you and get right into it since you, I know like I said, you got a lot, a lot of going on right now. But uh, I got a very special guest here, everybody. I'm here with Demetrius Ward, uh, former Detroit Persian Doughboy, Western Michigan, all Mac, now playing professional in Germany. Demetrius, man, thanks for joining, boss. Oh, no problem, man. Anytime. I just want to uh, let's get into it first. I mean, I want to know about the journey that you have had getting to where you are today. Um, I know it starts back in Detroit, Michigan. What kind of what, what player did you watch growing up the most? Who'd you kind of mold your game um, after? Oh, that's a good question. Um, like, you know, we all started at Reach and Reach, it was always, you know, we had these NBA names and I was a lot bigger than everybody else at the time. So I was Dale Davis. But like the person to watch like it was Deion Harris. He was like one of the best. They used to call him Scotty Pippen. He was like one of the yes. best, if not the best, to come out of, you know what I'm saying, reach. Him and Shaw. Shaw was a lot older. So um, I would say those two. You know, they, they both handled the ball well. Shaw can uh, shoot, shoot the hell out the ball, can score at a very high level. And, you know, Deion, he was, you know, very quiet, but very skilled and, like, fundamental. And, you know, just watching those two, you know, just motivated me to, you know, just work hard and continue to, you know, just have fun with it at the same time. Yeah, definitely trying to stay on that fine line. And Deion, like you said, out of Detroit Refford, what age do you kind of remember picking up the ball for the first time and, and kind of falling in love with it? Man, I started real late. I think I was about like 11, 11, 12, maybe 10, 11, I would say, around that age. Um, my brother played ball. It was just always like Michael Jordan. It started with the shoes, and then, you know, everybody know Michael Jordan, but, like, we really didn't know of him, you know, yeah. really didn't lock into it. But then, like, once I got into reach and, like, the competitive nature and how they, you know, made basketball so fun, on top of like teaching us, you know, uh, things off the court life, like becoming men, you know, like the character wise. So they made it fun and they also taught us and they always had our attention. So I would say around like 10, 12, like once I picked it up, like I, I got into it and I fell in love with it. Like yes. Yeah, shout out to Verge Phillips, man, in that reach program, like you said, teaching on and off the court lessons. I thought was very important when we was growing up. Um, kind of talk about that competitive nature, though, that was at reach. Like you said, Rashad Phillips, Deion Harris, reach was always producing good basketball players. And kind of talk about how that just kind of helped mold your game to stay hungry. Um, it was, uh, yeah, because it was just all, you know, kids from the inner city. And, you know, just um, to stay out of trouble, that's how it all started. And it was always, you know, what I'm saying a lot of a lot of players there. So it was hard to to get on the court and stay on the court. So it's like. We always did drills, and at the end, we played. And then it was like, I think it was like five minutes on the clock, and if you're down by 10, you automatic lose, or is it 10-0, you automatic lose? Or it went to, like, at the end of the, uh, the day, it was an all-star game. If you got selected, oh, that was yeah. the of your week, 
And you talked about that all throughout school. So they made it, man. Like I said, they made it very interesting and made it, you know, uh, you know, they they caught our attention and made us want to work. And, you know, everybody was talking trash. I made the All-Star game. You didn't. Your name is this. You that NBA player. And, you know, it just it was just always fun. Yeah, good, good energy. And, you know, it's never a quiet gym at the reach. Always never. a loud gym <laughs> pushing you, like you said. When did you did you have a choice of which high school you wanted to go to or because of zoning, you kind of Detroit Persian was your neighborhood default school? Um, I never thought I'd go to Persian, even though I live five minutes away from it. But like just uh, yeah, with. The people from Reach, they were trustworthy. Um, Canada Waddell, uh, Coach Mark, uh, felt it was like the best situation for me. And, you know, um, they had what's best at heart. I knew them from like uh, elementary on to, to high school, going up to high school. So, yeah, just being around people that you trust and family oriented. And I knew that I knew other people that was going to the school. So I felt uh, very welcome there. What was that that first practice like at Detroit Persian? Because uh, you came right around the time when Coach Canada was just getting in there at the P. Um, what, what was that like? That just that first day on the line, right? Uh, I started off at JV. Uh, I was with Waddell for uh, for a minute. I think I was the only dude that that get, almost got kicked out of a tryout. He <laughs> stopped shooting. He told me to pass the ball. But, like, uh, towards the end, uh, going into, like, varsity, that first practice was tough. Uh, seniors was uh, Jabari Curry, Dre Ricks. Um, who else? Uh, Ison, I think. It was some some good people, but just Jabari and Dre was uh, the top of my head. I think Mike Pope was also there. Yeah. Where he maybe graduated a year. P was a junior. Yeah, but it was it was tough. Petey was there. Petey was a yeah junior that year, but it was a man it was tough. A lot of running. You know the players were stronger, faster, pretty athletic. But it took some like after you know a few weeks, I got used to it. Yeah, and you had a very very great career at Detroit Persian. Um, like you say, it started off on JV, but worked your way all the way up to varsity. And like I said, before you guys, before A-Dub came back, it was kind of a little break in there for Detroit Purge and greatness. Um, kind of talk about that that first time y'all got to the PSL championship 2005. You were a little younger here still, but right. you, you tasted it for the first time. What was that like? Man, it was a crazy experience. Uh, everybody always wanted to get to Kobo. We got there and we made it to that to the last game. Um, unfortunately, it didn't go like as well as uh, we planned it. But that experience was unbelievable. Like to see the whole city down there watching you support and, you know, the teachers came out to support. And at a very young age, I really ain't know like going into it how serious it was. I just heard, you know, stories about it. But that atmosphere was crazy. And, you know, what I'm saying it's awesome. Um, something that you always remember. And I think that was like. The end of my junior, the end of my uh, freshman year, going into sophomore year, and I was on the bench and we dressed. We did a little layup line. I'm like, yo, this is, we, I didn't get in, but it was, you know, it's still a nice experience. Yeah, I enjoyed and had, it. You, had you ready for the next time y'all made that run? And 
I, I see, you know, I did a little online looking to kind of see what they, what the, what the streets got to say about you. When it comes to top 10 Persian players in the last decade, a lot of lists got you at number three for your very successful career. And when I think about, you know, Demetrius Ward at Persian, I think about the game winning shot against Romulus in that 2008 semifinals. Um, talk about that. That that game was big for you because you also slammed on somebody too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the same Shut game you don't throw my mans on the baseline. Man, he's, he's doing <laughs> pretty good right now, man. Shout out to Will Clyburn. But, yeah, that was – uh, because I, I think Romulus got us early in the, in the year. Yeah. I think at Romulus. And we always had, like, a little rivalry – uh with them uh i guess it started with uh the guy that ended up going to michigan i forgot oh what's his name the guard yeah yeah it was a little you know dominic buckley you know uh rashard porter went to school with him we grew up together so it was always you know some type of little rivalry and they had nate oates over there coaching and it was a pretty decent coaching staff yeah so it was, you know, they play hard. I think they beat us in the summer league and also one time throughout the regular season. Yeah, or maybe okay. we got them. I'm not sure. Yeah, they got us. At Romulus. So we knew what we wanted to do. And, uh, we went out there and we played. Uh, went into overtime. We fought back in the fourth quarter. I think we was down like eight or something. Y'all were down 15 and a half. Yeah, we we, we kept fighting. going into the fourth. We together, man. We, we end up uh, – you know, bringing it together. And the team trusted me to take that shot, and I took it, and it, it failed. <laughs> you, had, you had no no signs of passing the rock, though, which is the funniest part about it to me. This th- That team is extremely stacked with a, with a bunch of players. I mean, that oh, team is loaded. That was my senior year. I'm going out. We going out. <laughs> we going out on my turn. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was always told that a shot is better than a turnover. So yeah. if I would have missed it, we would have won in the overtime. If I would have tried to pass, turn it over, maybe they would have got a chance that we would have did something stupid. So end up just shooting it. It failed. And talk about that just that season. If you have a opportunity to look back, I know you've been grinding so much, you probably don't get a chance to go down memory lane too much, but Y'all made some noise nationally that that those two those two years, you know, twenty one and four, y'all were ranked top teams in the country. I mean, Jawan Howard, you, Keith Applin, Derek Nix, you had one eight hundred, Dennis Perry, Dion Dismuke. I mean, Eugene Davis. That team was just stacked. Uh, kind of just talk about that, Ramon McAfee, all of them. Yeah, uh, you also forgot uh, T Hop, Terrence Hopkins. Yeah, T Hop. Beginning. You know, he started off with Rafford in the beginning, got him a little city city championship, uh, raw talent. Uh, yeah, we had so many, so many weapons. And the thing is, uh, we all glued together. There was no egos. We knew that what Keith could do. We know what Derek could do. We knew what I can do. Tay, Dismuke, Tevin Conrad. We had Tay Bailey. We had Brandon Perry. We had so many different weapons and everybody knew their job. And the thing is, with that group, it was just like, man, we all supported each other. There was no hating. Um, we all wanted each other to uh, succeed, and we all bought into what Canada was saying. So I think the most important part was this, you know, just rocking with each other and um, yeah. trusting and uh, supporting each other if they shining or not. I don't think, like, 
somebody led us in scoring at the same, like, each game. Keith probably led us in scoring, but it wasn't every game. Yeah. It was the same thing. Like, sometimes Knicks had it going, I had it going, and it was just like we was feeding. We was rocking out with whoever had it going at the time. And talk so about was, how competitive – how competitive those practices used to be. Oh, Th- those practices, I was there firsthand, and you know how A-Dub and Waddell like to do. They'll split up teams, or they'll put you with all the bench players, or they'll throw Keith with all the bench players. But like you said, everybody held each other accountable, and right. uh, those practices had to be harder than the games. Man, shit, it started in the second hour. <laughs> we all had gym class second hour, and it all started there. We was hooping it was always five on five. Sometimes it was junior versus seniors or seniors versus everybody else. But it started in that second hour. Everybody was, man, it was hella competitive. But it was all love once we got out of the, out of the, uh, off the court. And then it translated into practice where we held each other accountable. If you're not touching the line, she'll touch the damn line. And it, it started with the coaching staff, man. They, they brought us to become men. You know, doing the right thing, you know what I'm saying, working hard. It wasn't always easy. We had our struggles, but, you know what I'm saying, we, we stuck together. We uplifted each other. And that was always special to see. I mean, as a younger guy watching, I've never seen another teammate call another teammate, you know, like you said, if not touching the lines or right. if we running around the court, no cutting the corners. And right. you guys used to legitimately call people out for that. You know, touch the line on the, on the 646. Make sure you get all the way down there. And right. like you said, it seems so small and little and nitpicky, but it did definitely, you know, prepare y'all for the for the turf journey y'all had ahead. For sure. Talk about that finals matchup. Y'all match up. Y'all met up against a very good Saginaw team that not only had Draymond, but had a ton of other players there as well. Um. Talk about that. That was your first time in the state finals since like 2000. And was it a lot? Was it a lot at one time for you looking back? No, no, not at all. Not for me personally. I don't think, but um, we just, man, we ain't hit shots. They no. hit shots. We didn't hit shots. We turned the ball over and, and we weren't there. Maybe shit. Maybe we was burnt out from the day before where we, we put all that energy and effort, like you said, we was down 15 and a half. Then fall all the way back. Yeah, maybe we was burnt out. But, yeah, they, credit to, to Saginaw also. You know what I'm saying? I think, was it Mike Green that hit all them damn threes? Killing you. He, yeah, he went off. West went off. West went they, off. They went off of 20 and 20 or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they earned that. But we got it the year after. I was about to ask you that. How did that feel? So, like, even though you weren't on that team the year after, did you you feel like you was a part of that, though, because you helped them get to that mountain? Oh, yeah, for sure. It was just like Saginaw won it the year before. So they they were one more experienced. They were more experienced. They they knew what it took. And it was the same year. Ramless made it. I think it was Ramless or Kalamazoo. Ramless or Kalamazoo made it. And they didn't have that that thing. And that's when like Keith went off for his 50 points. Yeah, Kalamazoo. But yeah, man. I definitely feel a part of that. Like one we 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 all got it. So that's the, the all. thing right there for me. And what um so after your like I said, very great 
high school year at Persian. You got a lot of young guys coming in after you graduate. You go ahead and head over to Western Michigan and um, immediately, um, you know, got playing time. You weren't a guy that went there and redshirted, played in 30 games, your, fr- your first two, uh, 60 games, your first two years. Kind of talk about that adjustment um, from high school to D1 Mac basketball. Man, it was a, it was a big difference because I uh, I was just starting to feel like really confident coming from Persian. Like after like my junior senior year, I had like some good years, and then to come in like to reestablish myself over like I, I honestly God I thought I was going one and done. Yeah. Then I get to practice. I'm like, all right, I'm keeping up with them uh, physically. It was a little fast, but I, I got used to it. I think I was killing in practice. And then, like, the first game, I got, like, zero, zero plus minutes on the scout report. I was like, oh, hell no. I'm out. I'm out. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> but Canada was like, man, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> like, man, you made that commitment. You sticking you sticking to it. So I, I stuck to it. And uh, I played in every game. I never got a DN, DNP. I always played. Yeah. And then it was just like uh, the way I looked at things, I realized like it was like seniority where like they earned that. And I just thought I was just going to come in and, you know what I'm saying, start. And I didn't realize how things work. So it took me uh, some time to get used to that. And then once I got used to it, you know what I'm saying, I, I adjusted well. Yes, you did. Your junior year, first team all Mac. Shot 40% from the field, averaged 14, 15 points a game, four to five rebounds. You finally, like you said, got that chance, and you started every game that season, and and you showed out. Kind of talk about that year where you just kind of reestablished that confidence that you had after your junior year at Persian. You kind of felt like you were ready again? Yeah. uh, I I had a great summer that year. After my senior, after my sophomore year, I had a great summer. I dominated the whole workout, summer workouts, just cooking. Then, unfortunately, I got injured, so I had to sit out uh, most of preseason. And then I never got that rhythm back. And then, like that that summer going into it, I grinded, uh, was through everything, and I got that that confidence back and that respect from the teammates because I was there the whole time. The the yeah. summer before. Not even the preseason before I was just always in the training room doing my own stuff so that that camaraderie wasn't wasn't there. So I felt like something was missing. So then like the junior year, it was everything was there. Everything happened. I was working. Shots was falling. You know, defense was there. I think we won the Mac West. We, yeah. we did pretty good in the, the conference tournament, too, also. Yeah, you know, had a very successful year, eight 20 point uh, game. And I just remember watching all the Western Michigan games and Demetrius Ward was, was putting on the show. And uh, like you said, just consistently uh, asserting yourself. And back then, more of a slasher getting to the basket. Right. Um, and then you had a successful senior year. You know, you played in over a thousand plus games. And just how was that experience at Western Michigan for you? Like you said, you thought you'd be a guy going in with the expectations of one and done. You right. end up doing four years at Western, playing a thousand plus games, and uh, you know one of the better players. Um, yeah, uh, you know you got to make adjustments. Um, obviously, like I said, it uh, I didn't go one and done. It didn't work out that well. 
I ended up staying four years, got a degree, you know, take the positives with it. Met some good people along the way, built some good relationships, learned a lot from Coach Hawk and the coaching staff, Bakari, you know, Rick Carter, Andy Hipscher, um, Coach Farmer, uh, built some good relationships there. Uh, and, you know, uh, everything happened for a reason. And I think that was part of my journey to, to get me where I'm at today. And, you know, I'm thankful for it. You know, um, I wasn't ready mentally for that challenge. And, you know, what I'm saying it took me, you know, those extra years to to mentally grow as a as a man and as a and as a player also. To so get I'm you ready for those blessings that was coming. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty thankful and grateful for the situation and how everything turned out. So after Western Michigan, you know, you get done and what were kind of your options, um, you know, when you finished at Western? Um, this is before the fifth year grad transfer thing was really uh, people were really doing that back then. So what were kind of your options going into, you know, finishing college? Uh, yeah, I was I was on pace to graduate in the summer. I just had like one more like math class to go. And I always wanted to like play overseas and play professional. Um, I just didn't know how to go about that route. But I was also asked if I wanted to play fo- football for a fifth year. Coach was interested. I don't know how serious he was, but he asked because I always just like, man, I love your body. I think you'll be good. You know, I don't know whatever position. Okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about football. I didn't feel comfortable with a helmet on. <laughs> so uh, I ended up getting an agent. And then I ended up going over to Germany like late in November. And, you know, it was history after that. Like the first year wasn't um, as easy. It was like my first time being overseas. After the first week, I was ready to go home. I'm like, yeah, this ain't for me. But then I always remember what Canada said. You know, you made that commitment, stick it out. So I'm like, I'm going to finish it out. We made it to the playoffs. It was, you know, awesome. I decided to come back and I, you know. It's been like that ever since. And just stick through that through that tough time. What was was that adjustment different than the one you felt from Persian to Mac? Um, the the adjustment to the professional league over in Germany. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because thousands of miles away from home, you don't know nobody. That time, like I didn't have a cell phone, so once I left the house, I'm like, damn, I ain't got, I can't text nobody. Um, the food was different. Like, people look at you differently. But I was blessed enough to have, like, four other Americans also rookies. And they okay. made it a lot easier for us. Because we, man, we all, it was two of us from the Midwest, one from the East Coast, one from the West Coast. So we all, you know what I'm saying, we linked in and we locked in and we had a good time. We made the best of that situation. But it wasn't, like, easy at all. I definitely would say transitioning from the Mac. I mean, from Persian to the Mac was a lot easier. And was the game itself a little different for you? I know you always talk about the difference playing overseas than it is playing in America. Um, You went right into Group B over there in Germany. What was that like? The rules are different. Uh, Like eight seconds, you know, after five fouls, you shoot two free throws instead of like one and one. You can't call timeouts like on – in ball, live ball situations, can't call timeout. So it took some adjustments to get uh, – you can grab the ball off the rim. I think the three-point line was a little closer in. 
yeah. if I'm not mistaken, or maybe a little further out, not not 100% sure, but the style of play was like slower, but more physical, and it was like skill set. It wasn't more like up and down, you know what I'm saying? It was more of a structure, more structure. And then after your three, two, three years over in Group B, you went ahead and leveled up, went over to uh, Uni Baskets, yeah. and uh, just finished your three years there in Group A. Yeah. What was that experience like? I see you had a very successful um, last two years. It looks like you're finding that comfort again. Um, Efficiency is higher. Shooting percentage is higher. And um, you get some teammates involved. I see you out here with some of these passes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, coming from like the Pro B to the Pro A was di- not difficult, but it was a new journey. I was playing the point. Like I really ain't played the point that much. I'm more of like off ball. Yeah. But good in like picking rolls to find my teammates. But um, like each year I got I got better. And like the year after, the second year in Paderborn. My my coach from the Pro B came, so I knew him. We had a relationship beforehand. We trusted each other. He knew what I can do. I knew what I can do. And he just, you know what I'm saying, just like the older I get, the, the slower the game became. And I understood what was a good shot, what wasn't a good shot, um, when to take a shot, when not to take a shot. And just like the, the summer preparation was also a lot better. So I got up a lot of shots that I needed to work on, the shots that I know that I was going to take in the game. Okay. So that's what I was focusing on, like, the the previous year. So now you were point guard playing on Group A in Germany. Like you said, you've always been mostly an off-ball player. How did you adjust to the point guard spot? Did you like that a little bit? Uh, like I said, your stats got better and you seemed more efficient. But on your side of things, how was it? It was It was cool. I actually, like, this past season, shit, I was the four most of the time. Like, we had a lot of injuries, so I played the four. But I will also be, like, the backup point. So it was, like, trying guarding the four-man on defense, but bringing the, help bringing the ball up. But I was in most okay. of the pick and roll. So, you know what I'm saying? It played to our advantage because I was strong enough to guard the fours. And I also did – my team did a good job of helping me when I needed help. Like in the post or struggling to rebound, they they did a good job helping out. But just having the ball in your hands, it felt good because the team trusts you to get them open shots. And whenever I was able to get a shot, I was uh, able to make it work. And, and what's that off season preparation for you? Um, how do you really hone in on what you want to focus on for the summer? Um, just uh, focus on the shots that I struggled with. Or maybe like a defensive assignment, uh, but more or less it's just like more a lot of reps, getting a lot of reps, working on footwork, um, getting to your spots. Well, my spots where I'm gonna be at, I'm a lot bigger than some of the guards, so just getting in the post a little bit, some jump hooks, turnaround jumpers, floaters, little things like that, and then just on certain days, just trying to get up a thousand shots, making the most that I can, uh, shooting while I'm tired, like little things like that. It's, muscle memory, but just trying to grind on what you struggle with the previous year. And as you are eclipsing the big 3-0, what's next for you over there in Germany? Are you returning back to um, to Pepperdine or are you, are you moving on? I left. I'm going to I'm starting a new journey in the same league uh, with uh, the Dragons. Uh, they was first league for a minute. They moved down. 
to the second league. Uh, yeah, I signed a two-year deal there. Um, we got a good team, young team. What uh, I like what the coach was talking about, and I'm really excited to see how it goes this upcoming season. Okay, okay. When do your guys' uh, season start? The first game, September 18th. We start preseason in two weeks, August 1st. So things getting uh, things are wrapping up right now. This is this right. is that that off season go time right now. Are you going back to number five or are you locking with the ninety five again? Man, I switched it up. Man, I'm either going forty five or thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> what's the forty five or thirty two, man? Forty five or thirty two. Okay, what's the two reasons behind those two numbers? Any just random? Forty five was for. Uh, I think we won the league when I was a player coach. So I have 45 and 32. It was just like, man, I know my boy keep going through some stuff at the moment. So I just wanted to get that 32 for him back in high school. Got so, you. One of the best of that. Thoughts and prayers go out to him. Hopefully he gets, you know what I'm saying? Things turn out for the best. Yes, sir. So that was, was the two, either or. And I, I almost forgot about your Bill Russell over there. I remember I remember hearing about the player coach over there. Talk yeah. about talk yeah. about that, Bill. German Bill Russell over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's awesome, man. So you start in two weeks gearing up for your season, man. And um I just want to say thank you and good luck this season. I'm gonna be watching. Um are, I know I usually watch the highlights on YouTube. Are you able to watch any of your games live? Yeah, uh, it's usually like Sports Dutchland. I, I I send you the link for sure. Perfect. Okay, yeah. great, great. So I can get that out there, man. And season number, what season is over there for you? Season yeah, number ten. Season. Tim season, and you're not slowing down. It doesn't sound like you said two year deal. So uh, right. best of luck and best of wishes going into this season, man. And I appreciate you. Oh, no problem, man. Thanks. Immensely, AB with the quick feet, intensely waiting. It's a suspense, but I'm finally here. Follow me here, cause trust me, it's no time to be square. And if you really do trust me, then you will solemnly swear to pop a bottle for every day.